Just past the bottom of the hour, 531 or so, Tuesday Sports Huddle. Bob Black with you here, AJ producing in our ESPN Richmond studios. And we welcome back to our program and our airwaves, Dave Preston from WTOP Radio Sports up there in the nation's capital. Dave, how you been? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you today? Doing fine. Thanks. Variety of topics for us this afternoon since we haven't connected in a while. And I guess I would start with the NBA news and the Bradley Beal trade that I'm guessing has dominated your sports headlines over the past 24 to 48 hours. Uh, What happened here from the Wizards perspective, Dave? I'm reading a lot and seeing a lot on on the Phoenix situation, obviously, and getting Beal and losing Chris Paul and all of that. But how about from, you know, what the Wizards wound up doing here? It doesn't look great, does it? Well, I, I think what what happened was, uh, and you can't go back in time, unfortunately, there's no plutonium at the drugstore, so to speak. They made a bad deal a few years ago, a deal that with the no-trade clause, with the max deal for a guy who's not technically a max player, but a very good one. He's not a great player that you build your roster around. They've been they've had this albatross around their necks for the last couple of uh, years, basically. And if you want to build a contender, you kind of have to clean the decks. And you're going to have to tear down before you build back up. And I, I think the new management realized after taking a look at things and seeing what the roster was like, checking out the cap uh, contracts and, and things of that vein and future picks, they realized that they could not rebuild on the fly. It's not like the Capitals, per se, where you have an old core that has succeeded, that has a Hall of Fame player guaranteed in the mix, and some other guys who might be headed to the Hall as well. They aren't the slam dunks that, Ovi's are, that Ovi is, but it's, whereas the, the Capitals are a team where you can try to rebuild on the fly, you might not be able to, you definitely can't rebuild and revamp this Wizards roster on the fly and turn it into a, let's be honest, a a, a Final Four uh, team in the NBA playoffs. The Wiz haven't made the conference finals since 1979. They haven't won 50 games since that season. That's about seven lifetimes. I mean, you have, it's, 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 in in a league where you're not, you know, it's not generated to you know, turn teams into 50 and 60 win you know clubs, or to you know, it's it's not the parity that the NFL is, but you have to be able to. You think over the span of 40 years, you'd get to 50 wins or a conference final at least once. The Wiz haven't. If they want to get there, they can't do so with the contract of Bradley Beal, and that's why they've decided to move on. And look, this has been coming for some time now. Obviously, they they cleaned house in the front office, right? They got new people there. And now they're kind of blowing this thing up. I saw one one report. Dave, would you agree the Wizards could be competing for the first pick in next year's NBA draft? Is it that much of a blow up? I, they easily, easily they could be because uh, and I I don't think they're nobody tries to lose so to speak, hmm. but I think teams try to be competitive at different levels. And I think there's one thing, they're not, you know, intentionally missing shots or calling, or they're not going to have Wes Unsell Jr., you know, call, you know, plays that, you know, they throw the ball out of bounds or whatever. But I think you're going to see some very young lineups uh, in, in stretches. You're going to see this team, you know, it, it not play a full 48 of awesome basketball. You're going to see guys, you know, that's where load management comes in. Uh, you know, the, the, your top two or three guys, they don't play on a, a series or in a weekend or, you know, things of that vein. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the mix for the number one pick next year. 
Um, it's a, a lot, uh, you know, is going to happen in the next uh, couple of days, couple of weeks. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, you know, opting out of his player option, and uh, who knows what's going to go on with Kristaps Porzingis. Who knows who they're going to, the Wizards are going to take with the number eight pick. You're not going to get, you know, a surefire, you know, awesome player. Um, you never know who you get. There, there have been Hall of Famers who have been drafted at eight and beyond, but there's no guarantee you're going to get somebody great. But the tea leaves read that this team is going to get worse before it gets better. 35 wins, a little bit worse than that is yeah, 20. I wouldn't be surprised to see this team win 20 to 25 games next year if things go on a certain course. Ugh. Wow. This this sounds a little bit more like the the Washington Nationals than anything else. That, that's tough on that fan base, and you guys covering them and gals covering them for that matter. But it does kind of sound a little bit like that, doesn't it? And yeah, and we don't even have the Washington Castles and World Team Tennis to lift our spirits this summer. <laughs> I mean, gosh, what's the problem with this world? I, but I, I think the savvy Wizards fans will prefer this than to the. Running it back, 35 wins, 30 wins. Bradley Beal doesn't play a full 82. You, you know, your your prime players are only together in the same lineup for 35 games, and even so, you know, the the quote unquote mid-sized three, as people are calling them, you know, Kuzma, Porzingis, and Beal. Even when they were together, they went 16 and 19. So it's you know what are you what what are you trying to you know salvage here? It's you know it's it's like a mediocre band that you want to get one more album out of. Well, really, what 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 songs did you like from this from this group this past year? They they, they didn't have a lot of hits. You know, as the A and R guy says, I, you know, I don't hear a single there. And so I think they, I think while a lot of fans are will be upset and maybe they might be a laughing stock, you know, to the. To the fan who who's just hey I want my it's it's easy to win and what have you but the knowledgeable fans who know what it's like to build a contender who have an idea will say you know what this you got to build this thing the right way you got to try to construct this team you know in the correct manner which they tried to do ten years ago and it, just because you try to do something like this it's not going to work out all the time just because a Houston Astros team and even an Orioles team more recently even though they 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 tanked their way back into what is now contention and a championship for the Astros. There's no guarantee that that that, that road's going to lead you back to a championship for the Nationals or for the Wizards. But it, it's 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 the move that you have to make because the opposite of love is apathy. And 35 win season after 35 win season, Bob, you're going to get apathy and nobody coming to these games absolutely and little to no chance that chris paul will ever don a washington uniform huh no you know i was also to get a the thing is i was thinking about getting a chris paul wizards tattoo <laughs> but the, you know it's only available by appointment and i refuse to do walk-ins so you know i i, I think by the time if my if i my appointment still holds and i'm able to get in i i he'll, he'll be gone by that time you're, you're right i think he goes out of the lakers the clippers maybe the knicks he's going to get spun around it was it kirk heinrich who was with the whiz for you know all of seven minutes or something like that at one point this this is these you hate to turn these players into commodities because you, you learn that chris paul uh learned that he was being traded uh from his son you know via yeah. text um, and you know, I guess Isaiah Thomas wanted him out there. There's, there's a guy. You know, Phoenix Suns buyer beware. 
Isaiah didn't just ruin the Knicks as a team. He didn't just ruin that whole company, the the, the whole you know MSG thing. He also mm-hmm. bankrupted the uh, Continental Basketball Association. He's responsible for the downfall <laughs> of a league. Phoenix Suns, you might not want to listen to him. But uh, but back to my point, these players, you hate to think of them as commodities, but in effect, their contracts are, their roster spots are, and you know the team. You, you've got to. You know, you're, you're trading pieces for pieces. You're trying to buy low and sell high. And, you know, with Bradley Beal, you're taking 15 cents on the dollar, but you're getting rid of, you know, the, this huge, you know, weight that's going to be over your head for the next couple of years. And uh, with Chris Paul, I think they try to spin him for some picks or from assets, as, you know, the, the, the basketball writers call these guys. I don't think that's, I, I don't believe in any other sport they call players' assets with the exception of the NBA, but I think that's what they got to do. And if you buy yourself a Chris Paul shirt uh, this week, shame on you. <laughs> He's Dave Preston from WTOP up there in D.C. talking some uh, some D.C. sports. So let, let's move on a little bit. So so Josh Harris is now hitching his wagon with Joe Gibbs Racing, isn't he? We're trying to put right. a winner together here, Dave. Yeah, and I, it, this is an interesting uh, situation because – He's 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 buying into Gibbs Racing. Gibbs is buying into you know his uh, holding company that has nothing to do with the you know Burgundy and Gold. You would think that if you were to get Gibbs, you would bring him in for this. It's almost like Notre Dame joining the ACC or you know the ACC bringing in Notre Dame and you know sharing every other sport with the exception of the one sport you'd want them to. I, I, I'm surprised that Gibbs is not in. With this you know, new commander's you know, fran- you know, franchise buying group on some level at this time, but uh, you know Joe Gibbs is you know, a very bright guy. He uh, I remember hearing a story that I think it was on ESPN's Broke, which is a great documentary. If anyone's listening, you know, if you haven't if you haven't seen it out there, you know people who are listening, check it out. It's a fantastic. You know, ESPN 30 for 30. But Gibbs admitted that he got into a, a some sort of limited partnership way back when in the early 80s, and the reason why he kept coaching as long as he did. He wanted to leave, like, after 87 or 88, but he kept he kept with it because he, 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 uh, I believe uh, he and maybe his he and his family were sunk into this partnership, and they need to, to get out from under this, uh, you know, thing. But Joe's uh, made a mint in, in auto racing. He's, uh, you know, he's uh, probably you could make the case of him being the best coach of all time in the NFL, winning three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Um, say you know whatever you say about George Allen, you know he got the he helped get the program going along with Vince Lombardi a little bit at the beginning. But Joe Gibbs is the guy who brought home Super Bowl championships uh, to RFK Stadium in the DC metro area. And if he were to find a way to be back in this Commanders group, it would be the home run of home runs. And I know that we're talking football and not baseball, but it would be the ultimate move. Could you imagine if somehow he were to be a part of the commander's ownership group this fall, week one, and you've got the new ownership, you've got, yes, Magic Johnson smiling, but then you bring back Joe Gibbs, and he is a partner in this franchise moving forward. The fan base is going to absolutely, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of hard feelings will be washed away, and there will be a lot of love for this franchise. You know, even if the uniforms are ugly and the Comic Commander's song is awful, you're going to get a lot of love for this franchise if Gibbs finds his way back into the owner's box. Yeah, you're kind of leading me into that. I mean, we all expect this sale to go through before training camp begins. Do you expect that kind of 
feel, vibe, look to be that different when they gather in August to get ready for the season? I think so, but I think it's very easy to make missteps and make errors. One error would be as if uh, the new group dismisses. Getting, the group has to do a lot of different things. One is, uh, you know, really, they, they, they have to court the area. They have to court the fan base. They have to make it, at least if they're not trying, they have to make it appear as though they are doing everything possible to get back to the RFK site or some site in D.C., it's easier to get to. RFK site also has great memories. You know, even though it was Jack Kent Cook who got them out of here, people associate FedEx Field with Dan Snyder and his ownership and their missteps and all the idiot and the bad, the stale peanuts and all this other garbage and the sewage pipes, you know, blasting, you know, on uh, on, on fans in different sections. So that's that's one thing. They, they there has to be a commitment to hey, we're going to try to get back to RFK. There also has to be a commitment to where the the king or queen reigns while the prime minister rules. The the front office of the commanders moving forward has to be in charge, not semi-in charge with the owner sneaking in his influence, making picks from his yacht, allowing players to walk past the coach's office to his office to complain, uh, you know, cater to, uh, you know, uh, quarterbacks, fathers, and stuff like that. So those are two things right there. And I think, three, you need the the, the on-field guest service to really up their game this fall. I think the the product on the field's bad. Uh, it has been bad for 20 years, but also just the game day experience. From what I've heard from everyone, it's it's not awesome, and you need you need to win these people back with that. And I think if if they're able to do that with a new owner that's not Dan Snyder, that's the best thing that these guys have going for them. Mm-hmm. And let, let's see what they can do moving forward. For all we know, Josh, you know Harris is just a little bit better than Dan Snyder, but we know that he's not him, and he's better, and he deserves. You know, a chance. Uh, you know, he deserves. Uh, you know, uh, I guess the, the benefit of the doubt from the area. And if it's a new commander's ownership starting, you know, uh, Labor Day weekend and the week after with the season opener, I think you're going to see a lot of optimism until this group gives them reason not to. Finish up with you, Dave Preston, uh, this afternoon with us from WTOP in, in D.C. Anything new on the Nationals front? I mean, I think last time we talked to you, there was a glimmer of hope that they were competitive, playing a little bit better than we thought. But now it looks like they're they're kind of about, you know, I hate to borrow that old that old cliche there, Dave, but we are who we thought they'd be. Teams find their own water over 162 <laughs> games. I, you know, I mean, Bob, I think that, that's that's the beauty of baseball as opposed to the NFL where it's, 17 snapshots or even the NBA it's you know there's more definition in the NBA and the NHL with 80 and 82 but you have 162 games so there's more definition it's a picture with a lot more definition and for the with the exception of the Miami Marlins who Mm -hmm. despite having one of the worst run differentials in the league entering this week 10 games over 500 for the first time since 2011 you'll have an occasional aberration like that but for the most part you play to how good or how bad you are. Right now, this is a team that has to scrape for runs. They're near the bottom of the league, and uh, they're near the bottom of the majors and homers. So you don't, you see, instead of one or two hits to create runs, you need three or four. And so, uh, you know, pitching has not been great. Josiah Gray's hit a, a real June swoon. He was he had an ERA under three, I think, for the each of the first two months. It's over six right now. He gave up a couple homers last night after being in good shape. The bats 
come and go like they did yesterday. Uh, and what, what I was at uh, covering yesterday's game for WTOP. What was discouraging to me on some level, yes, they're aggressive, but they had they had big innings, first and second inning. Uh, I think three in the first, two in the second, or vice versa. And they wound up running their way out of innings. Uh, Garcia got uh, you know tried to stretch a single into a double, got tagged out. Dickerson tried to go to third, got tagged out as well. And so you know taking runs off the board, a chance they could have uh, they could have sent Jack Flair to the showers. Instead, he settles down, and the Nats wind up losing. So it's it's a long season. We're gonna hopefully see some prospects by you know after the trading deadline. Maybe they can move. Some of these guys, uh, you know, for prospects at some point, it's not going to be the haul that it has been in previous years because they don't have the Sotos, the Turners that can bring in uh, prime players. But I think we're going to see some of the guys from those trades come up in September, and you know, that at least is encouraging. I think they've bought, I think they've reached the bottom of, the, of their crater, so to speak, and they're going to they're in the process of making their way back up. Whereas we've talked about the Wizards, they're a team that. They've yet to find their true zero. We've got the uh, Harrisburg Senators in town this week, in fact, to play the Richmond Flying Squirrels. I'm going to try and get out there one night and take a look at some of those prospects you were talking about for the the Washington Nationals. Dave, thanks as always. Always appreciate the time, and uh, we'll catch up again during the summer. Hey, my pleasure, Bob. Thank you, Dave. Dave Preston from WTLP Radio Sports up there in D.C., covering a wide gamut of sports topics up there in the nation's capital. Wrap it up for you for a Tuesday afternoon when we come back on the Sports Huddle.